When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. Happy Monday, everyone, and thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast brought to you by DraftKings, America's number one sportsbook app. Now, joined by the leading recruiting analyst for 24-7 Sports, a man that everybody out there knows if you know anything about college football, Mr. Greg Biggins. Hello, Greg. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? Not too bad. Not too bad. So I uh, wanted to ask you a bunch of stuff about uh, Arizona, obviously, and just kind of the recruiting, but... Just to kind of jump backwards, um, when Jed Fish was hired, I think I was like a lot of other people that I thought the hire was kind of bizarre. I didn't really know. I mean, you know, he'd been a coach that had been at a bunch of different places. He comes to the U of A and he's promising all this stuff that we had heard in the past. But I'll tell you one thing before we get into all the specifics, all of the energy, the recruiting, the staff that he put forth, if anything, Greg, he undersold it. It's, It's remarkable to see the kind of energy that he has. Yeah, no, so I'll, I'll say this. First off, uh, he's doing an awesome job. I like Jed. I'm, I'm a Jed Fish guy. But uh, so now I can say that. I can, I can go back and say, like you, I was like, okay, what the heck? Because, you know, the right. guy that we kept hearing about was Antonio Pierce, right, from a Wildcat, and thought right. he might be the, the leading guy. And, and then when Jed came in, I was even, like, texting with some, you know, former players who played there long ago, and they were all just kind of like – I didn't really get a, a guy who came out and said, dude, we love this hire. It was kind of more of a, hey, let's wait and see. And then he kind of – with the whole it's personal – I wasn't sure if I liked that. Was it kind of corny? Did it work? But, I mean, he, he's making it work. You know, I, I love what they're doing. I love the energy, like you said. It's the best recruiting staff I've seen from Arizona, and I don't know how long, maybe ever. But I've been doing this almost 30 years. They're, they're young. They have a – I kind of call it that new believer zeal, man. They, they get after it. They're maniacal in how they do it. Uh, I like their approach. I like Jed. Uh, you know, he's, he's a great offensive coach. They got to build that defense up, which I think they're trying to do. But – no, the talent they're bringing in last year's class, this year's class is very strong as well. So everything he's doing, man, I'm, I'm a fan of it. What really impresses me too is everybody knows about, you know, the guys like T-Mac or, you know, the Speedy Lukes, guys like that that are, you know, that are really highly rated. But what really has impressed me too is some of the under-the-radar guys that he's gotten that were able to come in and start and be impactful players immediately. I mean, just look at Jonas Sabanea at the guard position. I mean, if, if he turns out to be a first-round pick, I don't know that anybody on campus would be surprised. I mean, he started from day one and he's not coming out. Wendell Moe then, another guy out of Poly, but, you know, kind of under-recruited. Uh, went into the starting lineup midseason and doesn't look like he's going to come out. Then you look on the defensive side and you look at the tackles that started getting more time. Ty Ty Ui, Agalele, Kungaika. These were guys who were all kind of under the radar that were able to make pretty immediate impacts, Greg. Yeah, I mean, how about Jacob Manu, right? The linebacker. Yeah. And I think that was going to get to him next. Guys, yeah. All these guys, your name and are all Trinity League football players, all from the Southern section. They all play extremely hard, they're tough. 
maybe they don't maybe meet those measurables. And, you know, when it comes to rankings, I don't know if everybody knows this, you know, our ranking system is, is built on the NFL draft. That's the measurement stick. And right. it's not how good you are in high school or how good you're going to be in college. It's, you know, T-Mac five-star because we think he can be a, a first-round pick. Jonah, we're kicking ourselves because we knew he was good. You know, right in Hawaii, they had the COVID year kind of shut down about right. a year and a half for him. Some at the Poly Bowl, and, but we knew he was going to be good. We still under underrated him, and and we and we knew it at the time. So we're kind of kicking ourselves because he is going to be an NFL guy for as long as he wants to be. So no, I, I've always said that you know with football, you know it's two things that don't get enough credit are evaluation and development. Those those are two big things. It's not about getting the T Max. Everybody knows how good he can be, but if you can really evaluate for your system, right? You got to fit. Jacob Mono doesn't start in, in a lot of defenses, but for Arizona, he fits what they want to do. And so you got to make sure you, you evaluate for your system and then you develop them. And so hopefully they leave your school three years later, a lot better than when you found them. And, and I think that's, that's what Arizona's, that's what they're doing right now. I got to give you a ton of credit on Jacob Manu because uh, I'm really close with Jason Shear. And he told me from the second that uh, Arizona signed him, he said, Greg's telling me this isn't just some throw in just to make sure all three of these kids show up, that this guy's going to have an absolute chance of playing. And Greg, you were one of the few voices out there that said that. Now, let me ask you this. Did you think that he would make this kind of instant impact? No, no, I did not. And, and he's one of those guys, it's a cliche, you know, he's probably 5'10", maybe on a good day, 5'11", and 205 pounds. And so it's, again, if he's six feet, 6'1", six and 220, I mean, he's, he's looking at Ohio State and, and Bama. I mean, he's, right. he was a huge hitter. Again, playing on that, on that Servite defense last year, two years ago, you know, heart and soul of that team. Uh, he could run around, he makes plays, he's smart, he's tough, he plays violent, he plays angry. It uh, just does everything, but again, doesn't fit those measurables. But man, you put him in the middle of a defense, and he's going to make plays. And and I love the energy. I love the the, the style of play. Um, aggressive. Uh, again, he he kind of him and and Noah Fida and T Mac. All those guys played Pop Warner, Juice County together. So they you know Keon Burnett. Man, they know each other so well. And so uh, it, it was kind of fun to see. They all pushed hard. You know, he didn't get he didn't get an offer until really late in the process. And then once he got that offer, man, he jumped on it. But no, I, I didn't think Jacob would be a, a day one starter at all. I thought maybe, you know, a nice backup guy, maybe get the two deep, and then maybe year two, three. Now maybe he's a starter, but no, instant impact guy was was him last year. So it was great to see. Great kid. Right. Noah, well, let's talk a little bit about Noah Fafita, another guy you were high on. Um, first of all, Noah Noah's kind of uncharted waters because he's about five foot eight. Not sure he's any taller than that. But when you watch him at practice, it stands out immediately. First of all, the pop that he has when he throws the ball, the ability to move around. And I think the thing that everybody, the observers were very surprised by is that he doesn't get a lot of passes batted down at the line of scrimmage. Um, if he gets that chance to start, we haven't really seen in power five, a five, eight quarterback that is kind of your traditional guy who's throwing the ball 25, 30 times a game. But I'll say this, Greg, just from what I've been able to see at practice and what the coaches will say behind the scenes, if anybody can do it, it's going to be Noah Fafita. Yeah, no, he breaks all the trends. You know, he, he's I'm not going to, I'm not trying to compare him, but I, I, funny, I was just talking to someone for about a half hour about Bryce Young and how, you know, he's an outlier. You can't compare someone to Bryce Young because he breaks every single mold of a guy who's 5'10". And I think Noah's very similar. You mentioned 5'8", and, and I would agree. I think I've seen him listed as high as like 5'11". And I'm like, not even close, <laughs> right? Maybe with cleats on. And I, I right. love Noah and the family, but no, obviously, you know, he's a drop back guy. And like you mentioned, most 5'8 quarterbacks, they're more your dual threats, your, your op, you know, old school, you know, Jamel Holloway run the option, right? But Noah is a pure thrower. 
And, and obviously, you know, it's not rocket science. We all know when you're, when you're throwing the football, even if you're 6'4", you're not throwing over a, a 6'6 offensive tackle, right? It's all passing right. lines. So with Noah, I mean, he's got such great vision and feel for that, for that quarterback position. You know, his dad, Les, and he's been coaching him up since he came out of the womb. And right. so Noah just has a, a rare instinct and feel for the position. Knows how to throw guys open, gets the ball out early. Excellent when it comes to rolling out and, and giving himself some time. Uh, he does everything. I always say, man, if you're a small receiver, a small quarterback, a small DB, whatever it is, and you better be exceptional in every other area, right? And, and right. Noah is that. I mean, he can absolutely rip the football. For a guy who's 5'8", man, he's got a serious hose for him for sure. Right. Now let's talk about a guy that's going to be coming in the following year. Obviously, you got Braden Dorman. Now, one thing that stuck out to me, first of all, Braden Dorman and obviously Malachi Coleman isn't going to Arizona. But those were two guys that really stuck out to me watching the Polynesian Bowl and just watching Dorman and the confidence and kind of the connection that he had with Coleman was uh, was, was unique for sure. And I'm excited to see what Braden Dorman can do when he gets to the U of A. Yeah, no, he had a good week. You know, it happened from the from the very first practice, the very first rep. You know, I was trying to videotape as, as many reps as I could. And I, I just, with when it comes to Braden, you love the way the ball comes out. I mean, he spins the ball, throws a consistent spiral, which means, you know, if you're, if you're throwing through conditions, wind, rain, man, you, you want to be able to throw a tight ball. He can do that. Big, strong guy. Uh, really easy. Called easy velocity, where it doesn't need like a triple reset uh, to get the ball down the field, right? It's just easy. Comes out of his hand and uh, comes out with there with, with plenty of velocity. Um, again, a pure pocket guy, not going to move around a, a ton and, and make a lot of plays with his legs. I don't think he's a statue, but he's mostly comfortable in that pocket, but makes every throw. And, you know, I, I like him a lot, man. I like, like, you know, kind of a quiet, confident leader. Um, Noah's probably a little more outgoing, a little more engaging. I think Brayden a little more, a little more quiet, but very confident. And uh, I think those two guys, they, I think they complement each other pretty well. Right. Let's talk about all right, Leviticus Sua. Obviously, um, a lot of people knew that he was maybe uh, uh, that he was probably uh, signed or committed. Um, you know, obviously, let him have his day. But you look at that linebacking core, and Jed Fish has said that he needed to overhaul that. You now have Leviticus Sua. You now have Ju uh, Justin Flo. You also have obviously Jacob Manu returning. What do you make of kind of that trio right there, Greg? So they're all radically different. Obviously, you're comparing right. a guy, Justin Flo, who many people would say when he was in high school, maybe the best high school linebacker to come out of California in a decade. And this was a guy who was probably the most fierce, violent hitter. Um, I, I know he was a Sun Devil, so excuse me, but he kind of has a little Vontez right. perfect in him, right? That's the way right. Justin Flo played. Whereas Leviticus, man, he is the opposite. Man, he plays violent for sure, but he is a guy who with, with incredible just instinct, feel, um, three-year captain, he thinks the game. He's a step or two ahead of everybody else, right? And and he, I think I think they'll be a good mesh for each other. I think they're, they're both inside backers, although I think they have versatility to, to move around a little bit and, and both play in the field together. But right. you have Flo, who's this you know madman who seeks and destroys, and then you have Leviticus, who's this smart, steady, you know knows where to go. With, with my prediction for for Leviticus is, I mean, he's. He will be a captain by his second year in the program, and, and he's so smart. He, he'll know what everyone on the field is doing at the same time. Justin, man, just who has the ball? Let me kick the crap out of him. You know, that's right. his mindset. Leviticus, again, it's, it's you know, just recognizing an offensive scheme. Okay, they're going to do this. He's probably going to watch three hours of tape every single night. That's just kind of how those modern-day kids and how Leviticus is. So it'll be fun to watch those two hopefully line up with each other. 
Right now, all right now at the off at the tackle position, um, that's something that Arizona's losing some tackles. You got Raymond Polito coming in, um, big offensive tackle, obviously out of California, ex Alabama commit. What do uh, Arizona fans need to know about Raymond Polito, and how do you see how do you forecast his college career playing out ideally? Yeah, I like him. He's made a huge made a huge jump uh, over the last year, just physically getting his body in better shape. You know, he was three seventy after his junior year, and it was kind of funny. I was talking to his dad, who's you know great guy, very supportive, and he was actually kind of talking about, hey, you know, my son's three. Like, it's almost like he was he was excited that he was three seventy. I was like, you know, that's not a good thing. You don't want to have a high school right. lineman who's three seventy. I, I said, you know, for us, you know, I would love to see him at three forty. You know, and and just well, he moves well. I go, yeah, he moves well, but just imagine if he was three forty, how much better he could move right. and. I think he's down to like 320, 325 and playing basketball. And so he, he's a high school tackle. I think he's a guard in college. But uh, again, big jump. He's, you know, big, massive kid, but he moves well, has those tackle feet. But I think he's going to be a guard in college and, you know, just physically strong, probably more advanced as a run blocker right now than a pass protector. Uh, but his offense was pretty balanced. They had a, you know, a Michigan quarterback commit two years ago, uh, his junior year. So, no, I, I, I like his upside a lot. Again, I don't know if he comes in and, and has the same kind of early impact as Jonah did on the offensive line, but I definitely think he's a, a, at least a two, three-year starter kind of a guy and, and for sure an impact player for them. The thing that you'll also notice really about Fish, too, is that he really values speed, obviously. I mean, I'm not breaking any news right there, but between Speedy <laughs> Loop, you know, Brandon Johnson, you got Jordan Washington coming in as well uh, the following year. These are all guys that are kind of track speed burner types out there that, uh, you know, are I think ideally are going to cause some problems for people, Greg. No, for sure. I mean, I, I love Jordan, you know, again, kind of a late bloomer. We thought of him as more of a, maybe a little more of a wide receiver. And then, you know, or that was his sophomore year, junior year. Um, I, I think he's probably one of the top three or four running backs in the West Coast 24 class. I mean, he's. I'm a big track guy myself, so I'm right. excited to see what he's going to – I mean, he might go in the 10-3, 10-4 range this year, which is – I mean, that's flying for a junior, right? So right. Uh, that, that's important for him. You know, Speedy Luke, obviously, uh, you know, game breakers. And you, you want those guys that can score from anywhere on the field. And, you know, very similar to Speedy, Jordan also has those hands where you can, you know, put him in the slot. You can motion him out, throw some screens to him. Uh, they're very, very good catchers. Now, I thought Brandon Johnson was a steal, man. He's got great film junior and senior year, love the way he runs, loves the way he competes and plays. So all three of those guys can go for sure. All right, Greg, before we let you go, I think one thing about uh, Arizona fans that were really annoyed during the Sumlin and even the Rich Rod era was that you've got South Point Catholic right down the street from the U of A. And for whatever reason, these were not priority guys. And some of these guys have gone on to become faces of college football, whether that's B. John Robinson, Latham Ransom, multi-year starter, um, other four-star kids, obviously. Arizona has a – what would it mean for Arizona if they were able to get a kid like an Elijah Rushing to commit who, you know, five-star by all by all accounts? What would it mean if Arizona was able to get him? That would be huge, you know, and, and it's not just an Arizona thing. You know, go, going way back, like, I've been doing this forever. It seemed like even ASU, when they had some really good teams, it was always hard to get those elite, elite top kids from in-state to want to stay home. Right. And, you know, obviously there's, you know, you can debate what the reason's for and maybe this kid just kind of want to go and experience something new, but it's always been tough for the in-state schools to keep those guys. Elijah, again, you can make a case, you know, he's probably a top two, three edge rusher in, in the country in the whole entire right. 24 class. I mean, he's exactly how you draw it up in an edge rusher. So if they were able to keep him and he chooses Arizona, I mean, it'd be huge on, on so many levels on the field. Obviously he's an instant impact guy off the field. It's, Hey, 
you know, and if he goes and has success and it's a first round pick, all of a sudden now, you know, if you're an in-state guy, you, you see him do it. It's like, hey, maybe it is cool to, to stay in state. And you don't have to go to, you know, Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson of the world in order to play on, on a big stage like that. So, no, that would be if, getting a guy like rushing huge on, on multiple levels. He's Greg Biggins, lead recruiting analyst for 24-7 Sports, does a great job. He's basically the Bible for everything you need to know about uh, West Coast college football recruiting. Greg, as always, can't thank you enough for uh, giving us some of your time, my guy. Anytime. Thanks for having me. Always good talking to you. All right. That's Greg Biggins from 24-7 Sports. All right. That's the cool thing about being able to do this job is being able to talk with guys like Greg. Now, let's get to some reads, and we're going to kind of break down a little bit about what Greg just had to say right there. But first, Four Peaks, the official brew of PHNX Sports. Check it out. I got the downtown Tempe location, as you know. Or if you want to go and root against certain team, or root, uh, you can root against ASU up there. Or you can come and get Four Peaks at the Tap and Bottle Watch Parties. Again, check it out. Uh, Four Peaks, the official brew of PHNX Sports. Check out show notes and link in the description. And more furniture. All right, here's the deal. More furniture. MORfurniture.com. Redone the entire PHNX studios. It looks glorious. Um, you know, if it's, uh, they got uh, makes and models for all different sizes um, and it's cheap. It looks, or, and it's cheaper, and it, but it looks good. It's high caliber stuff. Check it out, morfurniture.com. All right. Greg Biggins, though, I think hit the nail on the head when he was talking about what Arizona has been able to do just from a recruiting perspective. Because keep this in mind, with uh, with Arizona, You've got, obviously, you've got to have an energetic staff. You don't have an energetic staff, you're going to be in a lot of issues. And I'm not really breaking any news right there, but Arizona's been able to do that. And they've been able to get these kids, and they've been able to build one upon the other. Just look at quarterback. You've already got Jane Delora, but then you got Noah Fafita. Then after that, you got Braden Dorman. You got multiple guys right there that could all project as big-time Power 5 starters, big-time Power 5 players, and it's about building depth. Look at the running back spot right now. You already got big Jonah Col You got Jonah Coleman in there, but then you got Brandon Johnson coming in. Then after that, you got Jordan Washington. It's about adding and continuing to add pieces right there, and if you continue to add pieces, you're going to get a pretty good product right there. Now, another thing, too, that's a good product is the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Code word PHNX. Here's the deal. You can put down $5 right now on any NBA game, and you can get up to $200 in free plays if you're a new customer, or $150. Now, check it out. 21 and up, Arizona only. Got a gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. But again, this is the time to get in the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Basketball and football are here. You got baseball right around the corner as well. Check out the show notes and the link in the description. DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX. All right, and tap and bottle. We're going to be having our next tap and bottle away game watch party February 11th. We would love to see you all out there. It's a great time. It's a, it's a great time. And you know what? It's awesome to hang out with U of A fans and watch the game. Root against, or root against, root for the Cats. Make fun of ASU. Make fun of UCLA's fan base. There's all kinds of stuff. Plus, you got Four Peaks Brew there as well. Many times, good food trucks. Again, check it out. We'd love to see you up there at the Tap and Bottle Watch Parties. Now, what Arizona then needs going forward is, is to continue to build on this. 
Now, this class that Jed Fish has isn't as highly rated as some of the other as the previous class, but you could also tell that he was going for size. You could also tell that he was going for you know strength, athleticism, and guys that they can build, guys that they can develop. And I think that's what's in fact that's what's fascinating about this from an outsider's perspective is now that you got kind of the core, you're now bringing in the guys that you're going to really kind of coach them up, for lack of a better term. And I think that's going to play out very well for Arizona. And again, you've already the receiver position is always going to be good for the Cats. I think we all know that. Quarterback is going to be good as well. It's about getting those dudes in the trenches. Big Jonas Sabanea, Wendell Moe. Get more players like that. Robert Polito coming along as well. All those guys got some real, real potential right there. So, again, this is a great time to be a Cats fan. And think to yourself for a second, you know, I'd like to go to a U of A game, but I don't know how to get tickets. Game time has you. Check it out. Game time, the uh, best ticketing app out there. You can get tickets many times, 60% off. Again, 60% off. And not only are they uh, um, for concerts, sports, you name it, they've got it. Check it out, Game Time. Um, again, check out the show notes and the link in the description. Best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description and Mountain Mike's Pizza. All right, you're thinking to yourself, really like some pizza right now? Mountain Mike's has it. Check it out. Oracle and Wetmore, great TV setup, great drinks. Um, it's a, it's just a great place to go. Get some pizza, and many times they're a tap and bottle as well. So again, I've checked, I've checked the pizza out. You have, or uh, many others have well. Oracle and Wetmore, again, check out the show notes and the link in the description. Okay, I will be back with you tomorrow. Going to run another pod here, but big thanks to Greg Biggins. As always, you've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.